welcome to the Madera Tribune Podcast. I'm your host, Nugase Gabrendries, and today we have a special edition uh, with a very special guest. Um, today we are going to speak on the topic of health and fitness, and I'm going to go ahead and let my guest here introduce himself. Hi, everyone. My name is Marco Rosas. I am, uh, for all intents and purposes, a trainer for four years here in Madeira. And um, yeah, born and raised in Madeira, too. So <laughs> we, uh, we, yeah, we appreciate you um, joining us this afternoon. Um, and so, like I had said, this podcast um, is really going to touch on, you know, health and fitness and things like that. And, you know, I think you'd be the perfect person to um, kind of give our listeners some tips, maybe some ideas, and maybe just speak on the importance of, you know, staying healthy, um, staying fit, um, and things like that. So first, I kind of wanted to to get started with um, a little bit about your background, um, maybe some information about kind of what you're doing currently in, yeah. in terms of the fitness realm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, my own personal background, I've been working out, honestly, only since I was 19. So it has not been very long time. I do not consider myself a lifelong athlete, but I do consider myself an example of how anyone can start at any point. And uh, I have been coaching at CrossFit Madeira for the last four years. Um, now, obviously, CrossFit Madeira is no more, but um, I am currently finishing out my degree at Fresno State, pursuing my bachelor's and hoping to be able to coach more people pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you know, a few months into the new year, um, you know, I think a lot of people are either sticking to their New Year's resolution still or maybe have given up a little bit. But um, can you first talk about, um, you know, from what you've seen, um, you know, with the people that you work with, um, at least kind of just... Um, not necessarily jumping, you know, head first into, you know, working out, um, exercising, things like that. But where can um, an average person like me kind of start? That's a great question. I think um, one thing that I would always tell all my athletes, and I do call them athletes because I think anybody who works out, anybody has the right to call themselves that. But um, one thing I always tell people in general who I'll train is make sure you're drinking water, plenty of water, and getting plenty of sleep. Because those two things are so undervalued when it comes to health and fitness. It's like you, work, you can work out like an animal. You could be in the prime of your life in your early 20s and still not see any results if you're not getting sleep or drinking water. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can um, maybe start there? you know, in terms of, let's say, improving sleep. I know at least for myself, um, you know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, those types of things. Um, you know, what would you say in terms of kind of getting me in on the right path there? Well, there's like a ton of things, um, but it kind of depends on not so much what we can do so much as what we can stop doing. Mm -hmm. So me, myself, for example, I'm super guilty. I will watch something on Netflix to go to sleep. Uh, and I'll just have it playing in the background and list lazily to sleep. But every once in a while, I'm sure, like many other people, I'll, I'll kind of catch myself paying attention to what I'm watching. And this has been said by plenty of people 
so it's it's not new information but making sure you turn off all screens 30 minutes before you want to go to sleep so say you want to go to sleep at 9 9 a.m turn off make sure by 8 30 no more screens in your face you know we see them all day long and your your brain can't tell the difference between sunlight and the light from your phone so actually that's that's a trick for not only going to sleep but for waking up sorry i didn't mean to bump down but um if you catch yourself not getting out of bed fast enough one thing you can do is put that light of your phone right in your eyes you know people say don't don't get on your phone first thing in the morning and you shouldn't you know but if you want to look at the Manier Tribune's website if you like uh news or whatever that light from the phone will wake you up and will get you out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming that you've adopted these practices in terms of your own sleep. And so what can you say about that, at least in terms of your own personal experiences there? Yeah, I think uh, everybody goes through different stages when it comes to working out as well. And definitely when I was working out twice a day, five days a week, I made sure that sleep was of like the utmost importance. I was not going to bed anytime after 10. Anytime after 10 was way too late for me. Um, but, you know, I think um, another thing about health and fitness is you have to be understanding of yourself. So with any advice that we give today, I think it's, it's meant to open your eyes to possibilities, not critique you for whatever you're not doing you know what i mean so if you if you are watching those screens late at night hey you know it happens to the best of us like me <laughs> yeah yeah same same i just admit it you know uh but we just we just have to create the habit uh little by little you just kind of remind yourself okay is this in alignment with my goals and if not then that's when you that's what kind of motivates me to turn off the screens mm -hmm. well um I'll definitely be taking that advice to heart because like I said, I, that's something I'm trying to work on myself. Um, but you made a, a second point, um, in terms of staying hydrated, you know, drinking water and things like that. And at least for myself, um, I do some soccer coaching and, and whatnot. And, um, my rule all the time is, you know, if you don't bring water, you can't practice, you know, and I understand, you know, the importance of, um, drinking water in the moment. Um, but I'm assuming, you know, staying hydrated means, you know, every day you're drinking water and the water intake is something important. So what can you speak on uh, in terms of that? Yeah, this is another one that we can all be better at, including myself. Uh, and I think that's awesome that you don't let anyone train if they don't have water. Um, I think for me, what's kind of helped me ensure that I'm getting water daily is having a designated place to refill and having a designated bottle. It's like, uh, there, there was a saying, so, someone somewhere on the internet, I'm sure said it, <laughs> yeah. but it was something to the effect of you shouldn't, uh, adopt a dog so that the dog will get you to start walking in the morning. You should walk in the morning and then get a dog and incorporate them into your routine. Well, with the water bottle, it's kind of different. With the water bottle, it's the exact opposite. Get the water bottle so that you start forcing yourself. You make it easier on yourself. You know, if you ever read 
atomic habits that's like one of the first things is if you make a habit convenient you're more likely to do it so that, that would be my first advice is get a water bottle that's a great piece of advice and um that's the first time i've heard of, of something like that so um like i said another tip for myself um so let's get into um you know, exercising on a consistent basis. And so, mm -hmm. like you said there, there are a lot of things you can find on the internet. You know, everyone has a different opinion on things. Um, but at least from what you've seen that has worked, is it, you know, an hour a day type of um, activity? You know, you need to be moving, those types of things. You know, like I said before, um, obviously we're trying to maybe hit home in terms of individuals who are not sure in terms of kind of when, when to get started, you know, working out when to start that fitness journey. So, uh, what would you say is, you know, some basic, um, I guess, rules to live by, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, that's another great question. Cause exercise is so hard, man. When I was in my early twenties, I didn't, I was like, what are you guys talking about? You just go to the gym, just, you know, go hard, go crazy. And that's it. But the, definitely the older you get, the more responsibilities you have, and the more you're like, oh, crap. Like now I see why it's so hard to make it to the gym five days a week for an hour a day. So setting realistic goals is the first place to start, I think. Uh, for example, uh, I'll kind of put my girlfriend on blast and I'm sure I'll hear, I'll hear something <laughs> for <okay>. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, she really wants to get back into working out. She has a really uh, strenuous job uh, where she's just sitting down all day and it kind of drains her. And uh, she's got a medical condition that also prevents her from being able to go balls to the wall, you know? Sorry for the for the phrase. I can't think of anything better. <laughs> no sensors here. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But she can't go crazy. You know what I mean? And, and so what I kind of try to tell her is we can start with walking for 20 minutes. You know, that's, that's the baseline for fitness is walking. Walking's always going to be good. If walking hurts your feet, guess what? This is another place where we get to adopt that water bottle method. Everybody likes to do a little shop therapy from time to time. Buy yourself some nice shoes, buy yourself some comfortable walking shoes. Uh, Lions Park here in town is a beautiful little walk. That trail is awesome. It's not the most nicely paved. So I could tell you firsthand that running that is definitely not going to be great for your knees and your feet, but walking it should be a breeze, uh, especially the slower you go. I uh, heard this thing recently that I'm going to try out, so I'll have to let you know whether or not it works. But um, it's if you keep track, if you set a goal for yourself of walking for an hour, you're going to walk a lot further than if you set a goal for yourself to walk for a mile because that mile might only take you about you know 30 minutes 30 minutes is a slow mile you can walk that fairly easily but if you decide to walk for an hour and walk slow you could get pretty freaking far <laughs> and at the end of the day be like oh man i walked like five miles today yeah and th those tips um i mean spans you know different age groups as well i oh, mean yeah. it you can be young you know like you said with your girlfriend and you know um you know at least in the community of madeira um this would work for you know our older citizens and things like that oh yeah yeah i highly recommend walking to anybody i think even if you're a young person who's enthusiastic about the gym and you're able to lift weights and you're able to do all the amazing things that you're 
young body will let you do. I think taking the time to walk is not only beneficial for your physical health, but your mental health because uh, so much of exercise, so much of seeing results from exercise comes from being in a good mood. That's a, a great point. Um, <clears throat> now, in, in terms of, you know, the actual weight training, um, can you talk a little bit about um, the weight training that um, some of the people that you coach kind of go through? What What's that like in terms of the gym that you're working at? Yeah, 100%. So right now I am affiliated with uh, Madeira Martial Arts and Combat Fitness. Um, that is a gym where a lot of the member base there, I actually met at CrossFit Madeira. And while I was training them at CrossFit Madeira and they're transitioning over to this new spot, a lot of the weight training that we've done has uh, both been general and specialized. And what I mean by that is, you know, like with anybody, we have our leg day, you know, nobody likes leg day, but you have to squat. It's really good for you. It burns a lot of calories. But I've noticed that not everyone is ready to go straight to the bar. And that's okay. So the first part of strength training is meeting your body where it's at. You know, um, I've had people come in who couldn't squat below parallel. So my first move is, you know, making sure that your knees bend comfortably. Uh that's that's day one um and going step by step is how you improve so um i believe your question was you know what can i say to to people who want to get started right um i would say start by making sure that you can bend your knee and then straighten all the way up stand all the way up stand up from a chair stand up from a bench mm -hmm. you know um now you know, we follow each other on social media and um, at least in terms of, you know, your your personal goals, um, your mindset, you know, you've given me, you know, a workout plan, you know, not just um, simple things that I could do or um, kind of some ideas, but this was very intricate, you know, very, very intense. And so can you talk about not only just kind of what that plan looks like, and I'm sure it, it morphs and changes as time goes on, but Talk about your motivation in terms of creating that and then, yeah, just kind of explain it to our listeners. Yeah, of course. I That's one of my favorite parts of coaching is coming up with different workouts for people. Because, uh, so I'll give you, I'll let you in on a big, big secret. Please, I need You it. know, I, I worked for CrossFit Madeira for four years. I have been in the industry for a while and I've seen a lot of things. A lot of the appeal of CrossFit comes from that feeling of like dying afterwards, right? That like, oh my God, that was such a good workout. That was so hard. We've all kind of been there at one point or another, whether we were little kids and we ran too fast and we're out of breath, but we feel so good after, or, or whether you're an athlete and you just finished a really hard game of anything and you're covered in sweat and steam is coming off you. We've all been there, but that feeling is surface level stuff. And that's, that's, I think what shocks people the most is that you don't have to get that feeling out of every single workout to have a good workout. So my goals starting out were to chase those endorphins 
and you find out really fast that like with anything else, it's like sugar, you know, uh, at a certain point, your body just kind of like stops reacting to it. So you, you get endorphins and you get that endorphin hit long enough for prolonged period of time. And it's not going to hit the same and the wear and tear that you have done on your body at that point for some people is too much to come back from really. So when I write workout plans, I make sure that I'm giving people that endorphin hit like this, this much because, because <laughs> you need it. Cause it's fun. It's kind of tiny if you can't see it. Yeah. Just I'm, a little bit. My index finger and my thumb are really <laughs> close to each other, but um, you need that cause it's fun. But that's like the, that's the sprinkles on a donut. It's not the meat and potatoes that you want for your workout program. I base my workout program on very fundamental movement patterns, which I can identify very easily. Please. There's hinging at the hip. So like when you bend over to pick something up, there's flexion of the knee. Like when you squat, there's pressing. So anytime that you do a push up. And then there's pulling. So anytime that you do a pull up and, uh, and then there's core, like we, we would call core a movement pattern, but technically it's not really a movement pattern. Cause there's a bunch of different ways that you can flex your core. And there's a bunch of different ways you should train your core. Core is all, almost its all own thing, but for the sake of, uh, brevity, we'll just call it core. <laughs> that works. That works for me. <laughs> so anytime I write a workout plan, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a push day, a pull day, a hinge day, a knee flexion day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a core day. That's all five days of the week. And you don't even have to only do knee flexion on a knee flexion day, right? A buddy of mine who I'll credit for teaching me next to everything I know, uh, Ryan Rivera, who also is from Madeira, uh, he, he not only taught me about those movement patterns, but he said to me that there's two kinds of ages that we have when it comes to training. So um, there's your actual age. So for example, I'm 27. And then there's your training age. So you've been doing soccer for a really long time, right? Yeah, about five years, maybe six years. Would you say you played as a child as well? Yeah, you know, I played youth soccer growing up. Okay, how many years good. did you play youth soccer? Maybe four. I wasn't very good, to be honest with you. Okay. Did you ever train at a highly intense level? You know, I would say um, when I played football in middle school, mm -hmm. um, there were times where um, the training, the weightlifting, the conditioning, it was, you know, at a level that one, I never had imagined that I'd be, you know, working at. Um, and two, just the, the intricate, you know, workouts and, uh, and things like that. So, uh, but nothing past that. Never, I never really did any intense workouts in high school or anything like that. But well, that's all stuff that, um, as a trainer, when you're writing out somebody's um, program, it, again, I'll say this to the listeners: if your trainer doesn't ask you these kind of questions, you may want to seriously reconsider who you're letting train you because you could get seriously hurt. Um, that's all something that I would take into account when programming for you because you, we could probably easily say that your training age when it comes to 
being able to press that intensity button is something like five years, right? Because of soccer. Mm -hmm. So, so you're at an intermediate training age. I would say so. Yeah. Because one to two, we would call beginners. Three to five, we would call intermediate. And then five and advanced, we call that person advanced. Um, one of my clients, whose name is Danny, we'll just leave it at Danny. <laughs> uh, this guy has been a lifelong athlete, dude. He's 65 years old uh -huh. now. I believe he's 65. Um, but he's been weightlifting since he was 19. He did boxing. And I met him when he was about... 60 and he came into CrossFit for the first time. He thought his lifting days were over. He was like, you know, I've been a power lifter. I used to have a 600 pound deadlift, you know, but I've hurt myself a bunch of times. I just don't see myself really lifting weights, but I wanted to try this. So what we did was we got him to start lifting slower, lighter weight, just moving way, 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 way slower because he's the type of person who, uh, who can press that intensity button on a moment's notice, you know? Um, and basically, these are all things that you consider when you're writing out programming. Mm -hmm. um, but for somebody just starting out, I think, you know, as scary as it is, you can, re especially the younger you are, if your training age and your actual age are both young, you can really, really just throw the, the kitchen sink at them, man. Mm -hmm. So anytime I would train like younger athletes, you know, I trained um, for the recruiters here in town for a little bit. I had their 18 year olds come in. I would hit them with absolutely everything I could. It was no mercy with them, but they're young, you know, regardless of how out of shape they are, your body recovers really fast at that age. And if you're not putting it through constant stress, you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're flexible. I mean, they, they bounce right back, you know, at that age. Yeah, um, pliable. <laughs> so where can listeners go? Do you have like uh, an email address people can reach out to or phone number they could reach out to to maybe find some assistance in terms of getting that plan started for themselves? Yeah, of course. I'm in the process right now of uh, building my website. I want to start selling programs where I kind of go through this in-depth questionnaire with people. Uh, and they can answer it at their leisure, you know, online. Um, so I'll have to update you on that website. But for now, if anybody wants to reach out to coachmarco.cfm at gmail.com, that's the easiest place to email me any questions when it comes to fitness. Uh, and if you would like to actually train with me right now, we would really like for people to come out to Madeira Martial Arts and Combat Fitness we have a great staff who's dedicated to making sure that people are not just lifting uh, heavy and getting stronger, but also lifting safely. And so you can reach out to them. Let me pull their number out of that. <laughs> and and all about. this information um, I will include in the description. So um, you know, we'll all, all have that information as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, their number is going to be... Oops, I thought I had it. Uh, five five nine seven zero six four nine seven zero. Perfect. Well, um, <clears throat> like I said, very special guest. Um, not only um, you know, a great coach, um, someone that can help individuals reach their fitness goals. Um, 
but uh, obviously a friend of mine and uh, a special guest on this podcast. So um, a thank you to, to Coach Marco for joining us. And um, he'll definitely give us an update uh, on the next edition of our podcast, hopefully in terms of, uh, you know, how things are going for, you know, his, his clients and things like that. But um, any last words, Marco, any, any uh, last tips for our listeners? I know you've given us so much already. Yeah, no, it can be very overwhelming. It's a lot of information. And if it's not something that you're used to hearing, just don't be intimidated. Um, you know, talk to your coach. I think that's the biggest thing is that when I was coaching group classes, if somebody didn't tell me, hey, my knee hurts, hey, this hurts, hey, you know, I feel this, uh, it's, it's hard to coach people. But if you have a coach who you really like, who you really trust out there, and you really like the workouts that you're doing, just talk to them, tell them how your body's feeling, tell them what kind of habits you're keeping, and hopefully they set you on the right path to success. Well, you know, like I said before, uh, I'm going to take, you know, these notes here, these tips, and I'm going to apply it to myself. So I'll definitely update the uh, the community, our listeners on um, how well I'm doing. So um, thank you again to Coach Marco. Uh, thank you to our, our Madeira Tribune listeners. And uh, we'll be back again soon. <laughs>